Hello, my name is Claire and you are listening to the Hypnobirthing Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am recording this from what is now my new kitchen. We, um, If you follow me on Instagram or you uh, listen to the podcast already, um, I have mentioned a few times that we've been having some building work going on in the house and um, it's finally coming to an end. It's been about 13 weeks now so it's not the longest time obviously um some people have much longer building work going on but um it's just been yeah quite uh, invasive because they've been in the house a lot and we've been without the kitchen and with two young toddlers that's quite a lot but it's kind of done now and they need to just come back and do a few little bits um and things like that but the majority of it's done so I'm really pleased to be able to record the podcast from the kitchen because in my mind, it's kind of what I envisioned sitting here recording a podcast um, and that's what's happening today. So if it is slightly echoey, it's because it's a new room and um, we kind of need to add like furnishings, you know, like curtains and blinds and things like that to make it less echoey. Um, but hopefully it's not too bad. Sorry to digress so much there at the beginning of the podcast, but that's just a little update from me. Um, also I have been teaching and I've had um, an October group course which I taught earlier this month and coming up I've got a couple of private courses in November which I'm really looking forward to as well. It's always really lovely to meet new couples and kind of learn a bit about them and the kind of birth they want and be able to teach them the wonderful world of hypnobirthing because it, it is so amazing seeing their kind of mindsets change and they leave just so knowledgeable and empowered and it's always just very rewarding for me as well. In today's episode I want to talk to you about how hypnobirthing can help with a cesarean birth. It's a really common misconception that hypnobirthing is only for one type of birth. Um, typically that would be a natural home birth with no pain relief. That's what a lot of people assume hypnobirthing is um, and anything kind of other than that isn't hypnobirthing and I've said this a lot and I've kind of squashed this misconception quite a lot but that's not true at all it's for every type of birth and every type of pregnancy but hypnobirthing really can and will help with all births whether you're at home whether you're in hospital or whether you end up having a planned or unplanned cesarean so just to talk a bit about the differences between uh, the kind of different types of cesareans, I'm, I'm not medically qualified at all. So I'm not going to go into the huge kind of details of the different kind of grades of cesarean. But typically you have a planned cesarean, an unplanned cesarean, and then an emergency cesarean. So the term emergency cesarean gets thrown around quite a lot and people refer to um, what they have ended up having as an emergency cesarean a lot when actually in fact what they ended up having was an unplanned cesarean and a true emergency cesarean is very very rare and is a true true emergency situation and it is very rare often an unplanned cesarean just means that you know they've had kind of half an hour to prep you for theatre you've you know had time to think about it and things like that that's typically an unplanned cesarean not a true emergency cesarean basically so a lot of the time when people talk about emergency cesarean that what they actually mean is unplanned and I think you know 
I've talked about the use of language and things like that before when it comes to birth and how we view birth and, you know, how we feel about it. But I think a word like emergency cesarean, because it does get said a lot and, you know, oh, my friend and a friend of a friend ended up having an emergency cesarean. It just really doesn't help with kind of the negative thoughts that we have around birth. So that's why I want to highlight the difference, because actually, if people said unplanned rather than emergency, it would just help a lot in terms of language and you know obviously our mind and our subconscious and all of the thoughts that we build up around birth so typically that's an unplanned section then obviously you have a planned or an elective cesarean where you have planned it beforehand um, and you know it's happening Um, unplanned is kind of you know through your labor or maybe perhaps right before you you go into labor it then ends up being an unplanned cesarean so that is the kind of difference between the three different terms When we write our birth preferences, it's always a really, really good idea to think about what you'd want if your circumstances change and you end up requiring a caesarean. I get, you know, most people would really rather not go down the surgery route or kind of even think about it being a possibility. But to kind of draw on the old phrase, which is fail to prepare, prepare to fail, and in no way saying that you fail, no one fails giving birth, you know, perhaps not the right word but the kind of gist of that saying is that one way we can kind of maintain some control of our birth experience is to prepare and to think about what we want so if we do that if we sit down and we think about what we want if we end up needing to have a cesarean then we're still holding some control over how our birth looks and over the things that we want. Therefore, you're you're winning, always winning, because you are hopefully getting what you want, at least kind of writing down what you want and being able to voice what you want as well. That way, you know, our caregivers know and can try their best to accommodate what you want. If you go in without having thought about it, without having written it down in your birth preferences then you're most likely to not get an experience that you want because people don't know what you want and perhaps you haven't thought about it so you might not know there are different options for a gentle cesarean and things like that so that's why it's really important to think about it it doesn't mean it's going to happen if you write it down and it just means that if it does which is a slim chance then you will get what you want If you're having an elective caesarean, so a planned caesarean, then definitely prepare um, and think about what you want. And there are things you can do and put into your birth plan to facilitate a calm, gentle caesarean. So I'm going to talk about the different things that you can do to have this calm caesarean. So the first one is to have affirmations or scripts playing during theatre so in hypnobirthing course we give you several different mp3s that have relaxation scripts on them and we ask you to practice those by listening to them as many nights as you can ideally every night but if not then you know just as often as you can and we also give you a list of positive birth affirmations as well. So most theatres do have some sort of music player, um, whether it's a CD player, which is very old school now, I know, or a kind of iPhone, you know, or a phone dock where you can um, plug your phone in to listen. Or you could bring your phone and some headphones as well um, to listen that way. But you can listen to your own music or you can listen to affirmations, you can listen to scripts. And if you've done that throughout your practice and throughout your pregnancy, then it will really help to relax you. Also, you might just want your favourite music playing. One of my really good friends had 
uh, Disney songs playing when her son was born by um, Caesarian. And she said it was just amazing because he was born to Disney and she's a really big Disney fan. So that for her was perfect and an amazing experience. And I think it's one of those things that a lot of people perhaps don't know that you can do that and you can write that into your birth preferences that you want to bring your own music or your own scripts and listen to it. The other thing you can do is bring some photos or um, affirmation cards with you. If you are at home or if you are in just hospital, you know, in a midwife-led unit or an obstetrics unit, you can bring your own pillow or blanket and things that remind you of home. But obviously, if you then go into theatre, you can't bring those things with you because of hygiene reasons. So what you can do is bring photos with you or affirmation cards. So you could bring photos if you, of your children, if you already have children, or of your dog or your cat or things that just generally make you happy and will release lots of lovely oxytocin, which is what we want as well, because that will help you to stay calm during um, surgery as well. And they just help you to kind of focus on that and focus on being calm and relaxed rather than worrying about perhaps what's going on behind the screen or anything like that. Essential oils are really good as well for relaxation. So lavender in particular, um, you can use before you go in and also aid your recovery as well. So that just helps you relax, helps you to stay calm if you're feeling a little bit anxious. The next thing you can do is um, optimal cord clamping. So this is something that actually is done most of the time as standard now in hospitals and in theatre as well, um, which is where you wait for the umbilical cord to go white before clamping it and cutting it. And that's just to ensure that the baby gets all of its blood from the placenta. A third of the baby's blood is left in the placenta when they're born. So cutting the cord immediately kind of deprives the baby of that blood. So optimal cord clamping is about waiting until the cord stops pulsating until it goes white um, and then cutting the cord to make sure baby's got all of their blood so again if that's something you want as I said it's pretty standard now in most hospitals but if that is definitely something that you want um, then keep that in your birth preferences skin to skin is something that's really really important and is done immediately after most births where it is possible and it is recognized as really really important for bonding for both mother and baby and it's basically when baby's put immediately onto your um, skin on your chest so your skin regulates to keep the baby warm it regulates to the exact right temperature for your baby it's very very clever and it aids with breastfeeding and bonding and all of that great stuff in most hospitals the baby is immediately passed to the mother after cesarean and skin to skin contact is standard just make sure that that does happen in your hospital and again please put it into your birth preferences so that they know that's what you want to do link to that is obviously when you're in theatre having um, a cesarean you are monitored so instead of the monitors which are the little pads that they put onto your chest you could ask them to be put onto your back or the sides of your chest so that you can facilitate this skin to skin without there being wires and monitors and things like that around you also they put them onto your fingers so you could ask for them to be put onto your toes um, so that you can hold baby properly and things like that it is also possible to dim the lights in the theatre. Obviously, you're not going to want them to dim the lights down where they're cutting you. But up near your head, there's no reason why they can't dim them. So check whether that's a possibility, because again, it just makes baby's arrival into the world a little bit more comfortable because there's not the shock of the bright lights. And it's just nicer for you to have it nice and dim and relaxing. 
The other thing you can do is you can ask them to lower the screen. So they put a screen up between you and where your baby's being born. But you can actually ask them to lower that so that you can watch your baby being born. And I know several people who've done that and I've seen photos of it, of the babies being born. It's just amazing. So if you do want to watch and see your baby being born, then you can make your caregivers aware of this by putting it into your birth preferences. And finally, hypnobirthing can really help cesarean recovery as well because you learn a lot about relaxation and calming techniques. And so the hormones that you produce when you're relaxed and you're calm can really, really help recovery and help to establish breastfeeding if you want to breastfeed. So it's very helpful for recovery as well, not just the actual birth, but um, recovery as well. If you do find yourself in the position where cesarean is needed, um, then really if you've done hypnobirthing and you've done your practice, you can be pretty confident that you have learned some stuff that's going to really benefit you when you're in the operating theatre and can give your baby a really positive start in life as well. During my hypnobirthing course, I do talk about cesareans and how to facilitate a gentle cesarean, but please please do research around it and you know go and increase your knowledge around cesareans and the different options that you have because then you are equipped to deal with them if that situation does arise and you do end up requiring a cesarean. If you do find yourself in a situation where prior to giving birth or during your labour you are offered a cesarean, please do refer to your brains tool, which I've talked about in previous episodes and I do explain it during our course as well. But um, your brains tool is a really great framework for finding out the benefits and the risks of things, the alternatives, and really making sure that if you are agreeing to that, then it's the right choice for you and that you've thought through all of those options. A caesarean is definitely the right route for some people, but some people it isn't. So even if it is being suggested or recommended, it still might not be right for you. You really need to look at the benefits and risks of having one, um, the risks of having one, and then the benefits of not having one and the risks of not having one as well. And sit down and think about it and ask for more time. If it's during your labour, you know, can, can we have half an hour to discuss it? Can we have half an hour to think about it? Often the answer would be yes, that you can. So please do think about it and um, just make sure it's right for you because then you are more likely to feel happy with your how your birth went afterwards and feel empowered you know those choices you made were for you and they were right for you so I hope you found this episode useful it's really really important I think to highlight the hypnobirthing is beneficial for cesarean birth as well um, whether planned or unplanned or emergency because even some people who have done a hypnobirthing course you know they don't think about the prospect of a cesarean being an option or being something that might be required and then if that ends up happening they often feel like they didn't kind of succeed in the hypnobirthing, which they absolutely did, because even if they didn't feel like it, hypnobirthing would have helped them in some way. But having a caesarean is in no way failing. And I think it's really important to get that across, which is why it's also really important to plan and say what you want if you have one, because then I think you're much less likely to feel like you failed. And it is in no way failing however a baby is born is the way that baby is supposed to be born and whether they come out through the door or the roof then it's the right way for that baby to be born and it is still all birth all births equal no one should say otherwise but we need to kind of highlight how important it is to think about it beforehand because then you're much less likely to feel like you haven't achieved what you wanted to achieve 
If you are enjoying the podcast, please let me know. Please leave me a review on here or a rating, or you can join me over on my Instagram. Um, I actually get a lot of listeners follow me, which is really great. And some of them actually message me and share their story with me and how the podcast is helping them, which honestly means so much. Yeah, I mean, I do it because I love talking about hypnobirthing and I love to think that people will find it useful. But hearing that people actually do find it useful and that it helps them, it, it's really, really very special for me and it does definitely encourage me to keep making episodes. So please let me know if it's helping you and um, or just what you think and if you have any episodes that you'd like to listen to as well. Um, and thank you to anyone who has messaged me and I always reply and we end up having a really lovely chat and it's just really lovely to hear from people as well. The next episode is going to be about place of birth. So where should you give birth? Um, so I'm going to talk about the different options, including home, a midwife-led unit and the obstetric unit. And I'm going to cover the pros and cons of all of those as well. And that episode will be out in two weeks and I will speak to you then. Thank you for listening. Thank you.